Welcome back to A View from City Hall. This is one of your Lakeland City Commissioners, Chad McLeod. I want to welcome you to the podcast. We have a couple of topics that I'm covering today. We had a City Commission meeting Monday evening, and I want to give a recap of some of the things that were discussed in that meeting. It was a long one. Uh, it ended a little after 9 p.m., and uh, it wasn't quite as long as the meeting we had back in January where the um, development proposal for the land next to Carillon Lakes, that was on the agenda. That meeting went till after 11 p.m., Fortunately, uh, most of our meetings do not go uh, nearly that long, and um, occasionally we have one where we just have a number of topics. We had another proposed development that was uh, before us for consideration. It was the second reading, so uh, all of these zoning changes or development agreements uh, that that come before the commission uh, go through a first reading at one meeting and then a second reading, which is the public hearing. And so that's where a lot of times you have um, number of residents and community members who come to, to speak on the issue or what's before us, and that was the case on Monday night, and I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I, I want to talk uh, a few minutes about the Lakeland Community Redevelopment Agency, the CRA. You know, people who are connected to the city, or they, uh, if you follow city events and, and city policy, you may be familiar with the CRA, but a lot of people may not be. I, we talk in acronyms around City Hall all the time, and so uh, the CRA is the Community Redevelopment Agency uh, underneath the City Commission. And, and I'm on, if, if you're curious about more about our CRA, lakelandcra.net. Uh, it's a good website. It has an overview of what it is, what it does. Um, but on their website, a, it says, what is a community redevelopment agency? A community redevelopment agency is a dependent taxing district established by local government for the purpose of carrying out redevelopment activities that include reducing or eliminating blight, improving the tax base, and encouraging public and private investments in the redevelopment area. The City Commission is the official community redevelopment agency for the city of Lakeland. Why am I mentioning this? Well, two reasons. Um, One, the CRA uh, is an important part of what is happening in our city right now. The projects that are going on in the areas of downtown, midtown, and Dixieland, those three different areas, uh, the CRA plays a huge role in in the redevelopment activities and, and many of the new Developments, buildings, projects, things that you know, I would describe it as bringing to life uh, some parts of those areas and really enhancing the culture, the character uh, of those parts of our city. And, and so it's um, there. There are a lot of opportunities through the CRA right now. The uh, you may have heard about the mural opportunities in Dixieland, and for uh, people to be able to uh, have murals painted on on different businesses and, and along the stretch of Dixieland on South Florida, that is being offered and funded through the CRA. So things like that. They're, it's important work. Um, this, the Community Redevelopment Agency, the CRA Advisory Board, is made up of a group of people from around the community and, and uh, different voices, different perspectives to oversee what is happening with the CRA, but then be able to you know report back to the commission. This is where I, I'm going. Um, I am the new representative from the commission on the CRA Advisory Board, and I'm taking uh, the spot of Commissioner Stephanie Madden, who has done an exceptional job in that role. And uh, I, when I came onto the commission, I remember thinking she knows so much about the CRA. I just I, she's passionate about it. She uh, has learned how it operates and how um, it integrates into what we're doing as a city. And and so for me to when the mayor asked if I would 
uh, step into that role. I, I was excited uh, to do it, and I am, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it very much. But I have big shoes to fill in, in Commissioner Madden's. Now, she is uh, rolling off of that board to serve on another board uh, that the mayor has asked her to be on. And and that part of our service as commissioners is something that, to me, it's it's it makes what we do um, all the more meaningful and important the committees, if you will, that we serve on. And each commissioner is assigned a number of boards and committees where we are the representative from the commission to that group. Uh, and, and the CRA now is, is one of mine. I'm also on the Affordable Housing Advisory Committee, the commission's representative to that board. But it's in those types of meetings where you get to connect with so many different people in the community, but you also you see the work that we're doing, the things that we're talking about on the dais as commissioners. You see that playing out in these different boards and, and different groups that, that we're on. And so it's, it's um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the CRA does over the next 10 years. We've already seen a lot of CRA investment. And as I mentioned in, you know, when I was reading about the description, the, the CRA is a, it's a taxing district within those areas. And so um, there are funds that come in through uh, property taxes that are designated into the CRA for those certain areas of the city. So Elise Drumgo is the CRA manager. He is our city staff uh, member who directs the team, the employees, and the work, uh, the everyday work of the CRA. I should have him in on this podcast because he knows a lot more about it than I do because I'm still learning. I'm still getting up to speed on everything uh, about the CRA. But I'll, I'll try to get Elise in here as one of the interviews. I, I really want to bring in more people to interview. Sean Schraus, our new city manager, I still uh, need to get him in here and um, have him on the podcast. And I think Elise would be great because he can talk about some of the exciting things that are in the pipeline and that are coming up uh, under the CRA. So wanted to mention that. I, I, talking about Monday night's meeting, and we had we had a couple of items on the agenda that took up a lot of time. We had three second readings for development proposals and uh, projects throughout the city. I'll talk about those in a second. We had a presentation at the beginning of the meeting from a company called Swan Peddling. And you may have seen uh, this, but there, this group, uh, it's three ladies who came and have, they have pitched a business idea. It sort of felt like an episode of Shark Tank to me. I mean, we were not deciding anything at this point. They just wanted to give us the concept and say, hey, here's what we want to do. Uh, it is a pedal bike that is meant for groups of people to be able to ride. And I think, I don't have, they, they gave us some nice handouts and information. I don't have it in front of me. I think the participants riding pedal as well. Uh, I know that there is somebody who's driving the bike, um, directing where it, where it goes. And the idea is to have this operating in downtown, Dixieland, different areas of the city where people could bring a group, get on this bike, go from different restaurant to restaurant, uh, go to a bar here, and really enjoy the environment that downtown is becoming. But what they want to do behind it is they want to be able to allow people to consume beer and wine on the bike and on the bike only. And that's where they are coming to us to ask if we would consider um, revisiting or uh, altering the open container ordinance that we have in the city that currently would not allow that. We did not decide anything on that. We didn't really discuss it other than we asked city staff to come back and give us some some options. What might that look like? Let's hear from Lakeland Police Department, what are the concerns? Is this doable? Is this something we can should consider? I, I like anytime somebody comes to us and says, here's an idea of something we think could make downtown more vibrant, more attractive to people who our own residents wouldn't be inclined to go to another city to enjoy their downtown. 
and would want to invite their friends to enjoy downtown Lakeland. Anytime someone comes to us with an idea like that, it always piques my interest. And I like what they are trying to do. I don't know. You know, will we approve that ordinance or not? Um, that remains to be seen. But that began our meeting, the group who uh, gave a presentation on swan peddling. So stay tuned for that. There's certainly, I think you'll hear more on that proposal and is it something that is feasible for Lakeland. Some people may love the idea, others not so much, but I, there are other cities that have similar concepts. And that's one of the things that the group shared with us is the city of St. Petersburg and there's one near Orlando, I believe, as well, that has, um, they have altered their open container ordinance, and it only allows, it's very limited consumption of alcohol in a situation like this. And so it is not just kind of lifted the ordinance and, and allowed alcohol uh, to be consumed anywhere in downtown. So that's what they were asking. We'll see where that goes. As I mentioned, we had three uh, second readings uh, for different developments, and it was interesting. The first one is for um, a set of, townhomes that will be on uh, across from Lake Hollingsworth at the corner of Mississippi, right next to Florida Southern. That item uh, was approved. It went through, there was some discussion, uh, you know, about the historical standards and the architecture, but it had it had been recommended um, for approval by our planning and zoning board, the uh, historical district. And so, so that was approved. The second item was for 40 townhomes on about five acres. That is, it's near Lake Parker. So it's west of Lake Parker. And currently it's just an open lot. And it looked like this was headed for approval, but there were some concerns. And, and we had a few residents who voiced concerns about uh, drainage and stormwater runoff. And so in the end, uh, we voted to um, for a continuance. Basically just, it's we didn't vote yes, we didn't vote no, but we've asked the uh, developer, the person making this application for us to approve this, to go back and work with our staff and see if they can uh, address some of the concerns that were raised by city residents and, and the neighbors of that area. Can we make it more workable for the surrounding community, the surrounding neighborhood? I think that's always a, a good thing. There are certainly times when developments are going to be approved that they meet all of the standards that that our city staff and engineers and planners expect. Uh, they pass planning and zoning and uh, will pass at the city commission level. The, the apartments uh, next to Carillon Lakes, that proposal is an example of that, where it, it passes and there's still opposition from the neighboring communities. My perspective on this is that where we can, we want to work with um, our, our neighbors and the people who live next to these areas where new development is being proposed and will be taking place. We want to listen to their concerns. We may uh, at times say we, we've considered that, but but we are going to approve this. I think that comes along with growth management. There's some tension there and, you know, adding new projects and is it compatible? We've talked a lot as a commission about compatibility. It really is fascinating if you look at you know, how our city is growing. We're not alone. And I mean, there's some major cities in, in Florida that may be uh, kind of at their point of they've hit as much growth as they can handle and they're struggling in different ways. But then there are others of us who we have areas that can grow and are trying to grow and new developments being proposed. But we've heard a lot about compatibility. And so what's interesting is when you have um, someone who's representing a developer, usually it's a land use attorney and they're very skilled and knowledgeable about these topics, will address the subject of compatibility and say, yes, this is, while it may be different than what it's next to, maybe these are apartment homes and it's next to single family homes, it, it is compatible. It's not incompatible. We're not putting an industrial 
warehouse in their backyard. Um, but then uh, in several recent incidents, in this one, uh, the third item that was on our agenda Monday night, you have an attorney for the uh, the residents, for the neighbors. The, sometimes it's a homeowners association or what have you. They have hired legal counsel to come in and make their argument for them. And then you have that attorney who comes up to us and says, um, compa- this, what is being proposed is not compatible. And, and let me walk you through the reasons why. And then you hear from from the residents, from the neighbors, explaining their opposition. And so it's an interesting and, and I would say even fascinating process. And it's one that I feel privileged to be part of. It's I said to, so the third item on our list was for a residential development that's being proposed, uh, Morgan Creek Preserve. And so it is in Southwest Lakeland. It's It would be off of Medella Road, north of Pipkin Road, and east of Hamilton Road. And that area, if you know that part of Lakeland, it is rural. It has historically been um, large tracts of land. You have multi-generations of residents who have lived out there. We heard from you know, several who um, stood out to me. You had uh, parents uh, who have lived probably in that area for over 40 years, and then their daughter, who's now an adult and has her own children and her husband, they live nearby. All of them coming to share their stories of, of why uh, they were uh, opposing this, this development. And so it, it was an interesting discussion because the tract of land has been zoned for residential development since the early 2000s. There hasn't been any uh, movement on it, but we would not be changing the zoning. And sometimes we are. Uh, I talked about Carillon Lakes a couple of weeks ago. In that particular case, the zoning had to be changed to allow an apartment complex to be built on that tract of land. In this case, we weren't changing the zoning. It was just approving the number of housing units that would be on uh, this parcel of land. What's interesting is that uh, so the development would be accessed off of Medulla Road. And if you know that road, it's, uh, in my opinion, it's not designed for um, high volumes of traffic. I mean, it's a two-lane road. And and so, um, but to access this development, uh, there would be a, a separate road that comes off of Medella and goes south. That is actually a county-owned piece of land. And, and the county has approved at the county commission level, I believe it's 29 homes. that So that road would cut through that neighborhood and go down into the city's portion, which would be uh, 53 homes. And so it's interesting. It's a little bit different than um, proposals I've seen before where you have Two, you have one part of the neighborhood essentially is in the county and the other is in the city, and it was called a multi-jurisdictional project. And for several of us, that was an issue, just trying to logistically figure out, is this going to be a, a problem down the road? We don't really know for sure. Um, but we listened to testimony for several hours on this one, and um, in the end, it it was denied unanimously. It was a 6-0 vote not to approve um, the project. Uh, Mayor Mutz was out of town, and so there were only six of us on the dais. Mayor Pro Tem, uh, Commissioner McCarley, did an exceptional job of, of leading the meeting. I was not envious. This was her first time filling in for Mayor Mutz, and it, it was a challenge. It's hard to keep meetings moving, and, and speakers have time limits, and just to, to facilitate the flow of the meeting, and so my hat was off to her and how she handled that, uh, but we heard from from uh, the attorneys for both sides, we heard from from residents. And, and my thought on this one is from a big picture standpoint, and I have said before, the Southwest Lakeland presents some, some real growth management challenges. That area is going to grow. Uh, I believe at some point there will be development on this land, um, and there are growing pains that come along with that. On paper, 
to me, and I'm only speaking as Chad, I can't speak you know, for everybody else. Um, uh, on paper, this development made sense. Compatibility is, is very subjective. And I felt like while it's not, uh, these are not rural settings uh, that would be built, you would have maybe around two homes per acre, give or take. They're, they're larger lot sizes than what you would find you know, in kind of your core of the city. Uh, but different than the surrounding areas where you have property owners who own 5, 10, sometimes 15 acres. So I did not necessarily see the the project as incompatible. But when I looked at some of the other variables, uh, particularly the flooding concerns, there are major flooding issues in that area right now. Um, there was an argument that this development would not make the flooding issues worse for the surrounding neighbors, and an engineer testified to that. And um, but but the flooding concerns and the transportation traffic uh, issues, being that this development would be accessed off Medulla Road. The when when I put all of that together, and I look at uh, the character of that area, it it was hard for me to support it, and and so I was that was my reasoning for voting no. There were some other commissioners who may maybe felt a little bit stronger that this was incompatible, that this was not the right time. I do think that the infrastructure of that area from the roads to uh, the flooding situation, even though some of the the property owners are county residents, they're not, we don't even um, officially represent them as city commissioners, but I think those need to be addressed and improved before development goes forward on that. That's just my take, but I do think we will see that parcel come back eventually. Um, and there's always a, a potential that a developer or somebody who is applying for a project that it's denied by the city commission, that they will take it to court. And that is certainly their right to do that. There are many cases that wind up in court, you know, all across the country over land use. And, and so that is certainly a, an option, you know, if they choose. But it, again, it's just, these are challenging issues. And I shared with the crowd um, Monday night that we don't take these issues lightly. We spend a lot of time thinking about them, thinking all sides and, and listening and making phone calls in advance of these uh, public hearings. We are, um, our city attorney always advises us that these public hearings are quasi-judicial hearings. And so we are acting in essence as a type of a court and we are to come into these hearings and base our decisions on what we have heard at the hearing, the testimony that has been entered into the record. And so really not to come in with our minds made up. And so, you know, that can be a challenge when, when you're hearing from residents and on either side or people on, you know, supporting or opposing a particular project. But that is our role in that setting is to evaluate what we hear at the testimony and then, and then make our decision. And so again, uh, you know, some tough calls. And I think we will see more of these that are tough calls in the future. It's just part of a growing city and the things that we're trying to, to do as a commission. Um, certainly we don't always agree as a body. We've had some where, you know, you get a couple of people oppose it and the majority approves it. But we, I think as a group, we, respect the decision you know that the the body makes as a commission those were the major things that happened on monday night there were i'm trying to think if there were any others uh after you know i think we ended at 8 p.m and that with our third item on the agenda and that was the morgan creek development down in southwest lakeland after that i was telling our city manager this week that it's it's hard to transition into other items because you you spend so much time just your mental capacity and and thought and energy uh, into some of these issues but uh, we you know we get updates from the city manager i can't think of anything that was um i don't have the agenda in front of me at the moment i do know that that it was mentioned during the meeting that uh, our assistant city manager emily cologne uh, was featured in the um, international 
City Managers. It's the ICMA. I think that's International City Managers Association. Uh, article, it's, t- it's titled Women to Know. The Next Generation is Already Leading the Way uh, as part of Women's History Month. And so we recognized her. And certainly uh, she's done a, a great job, uh, has really been our point person for uh, COVID-related policies for the city. And that has been no um, easy task. And so we applauded that achievement for her and being recognized in that magazine. The other items on the agenda for the night were pretty routine, pretty standard things that that we have to approve and and go through. But certainly it was an interesting evening that, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, went a lot longer than most of our meetings do. So I think I'll stop here this week. Remember, we are close to getting closer to this April 6th special election for the Southeast Commission seat that replaces uh, now U.S. Representative Scott Franklin, and uh, we've got four candidates who are running for that. There was a forum uh, last night hosted by Lakeland Now, and if you haven't had a chance to check out that video, I encourage you to do so and just get to know those candidates as as they um, you know approach that special election date. We want people to turn out and, and vote for that. That seat will be up again in November, so that's an interesting dynamic that whoever runs now and, and wins, uh, depending on if someone, um, uh, if there are other candidates in November, they may have to run again in November. So the, um, you my hat's off to any Anyone who throws their name into the process and wants to to campaign and be part of it, and it's certainly um, you know it's an it's a you learn a lot during that process. Thank you very much for listening to a view from City Hall. I will be back again after I, we don't have a commission meeting until April. We've got the rest of the month of March as kind of a, a break from official commission meetings, and then I think the first Monday in April we're back at City Hall, and so I will uh, stay tuned. I'll have a podcast after after that meeting. I appreciate the opportunity to serve as one of your commissioners, Lakeland. Have a great week, and I'll see you back again soon.